What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Petty Revenge. Feeling a little petty today, so I figured, why not? Let's go for that subreddit. I just wanted to say thanks for all of you guys that are hanging on here and staying with me through all the little changes that I'm making. And uh, it's funny. I started this video. My head automatically went that way because that's normally where the camera is. I'm trying to, trying to change up a little bit. I mean, you can see more of the junk in the room. We got Christmas presents piled up here behind me, and it's just... It's just a madhouse. But anyway, trying to get set up so that I can have some quiet time to uh, do these recordings and everything. I don't mind a little bit of background noise. I live in a noisy house. It is what it is. But to a certain extent, I can only get away with that so much. Otherwise, people tune out more than they do because of my talking. Anyway, let's do some petty revenge. I planted bamboo all around my apartment building because my landlord sucks. I'm playing the long game on this one. So I live in a really cheap one-bedroom apartment with my daughter, who is now eight. We moved in four and a half years ago. My landlord promised me the two-bedroom at a very reasonable rent price. Well, when the two-bedroom became available, despite my income and ability to afford the rent price we had discussed, he told me he's not comfortable renting to someone with just one income, meaning a single mom. He knows I make enough to cover the two-bedroom for what he said he'd rent it to me for. Nope. Instead, he rented it out to this couple who sell drugs and make their living that way. So I ordered bamboo seeds, and three years ago I planted them all over the building. From what I read, it takes up to five years for them to sprout and break ground. But in the meantime, they're forming extremely complex root systems underground, which will make it nearly impossible for him to ever get rid of the invasive plant. F him, I can't wait. Oh my god, that is kind of petty. But I do understand. I don't know that I'd read into it single mom. I don't I don't know that, you know, he's saying, Whoa, you're a single mom. Just like I don't think he'd say, Oh, you're a single dad. I think it's more of a, for most landlords, now there are some really schlock landlords out there, let's let's not get it twisted, but there are also a bunch of times when landlords will take a chance on somebody and it, you know, really just kind of financially drives them into the ground. There's certain rules of thumb for being able to afford certain rents. Sometimes you have to be making, you know, four times what your monthly rent is or whatever. It, everybody's got different formulas that they use. And the rents are set based on not just the mortgage payment. People seem to think that, you know, they're getting gouged because they're paying more than what they would be in a mortgage. Well, honestly, mortgage payments aren't what they say they are on the surface either because there's insurances and different things in the background. Even as a single family occupied dwelling, our mortgage for this house is more than just what the standard mortgage payment is. Now, if I was to take this house and rent it out, now I've got extra expenses on top of that. There's going to be more maintenance involved, usually speaking. Not every tenant's going to destroy a house, but they're also not going to take quite the same care of it generally speaking, that the owner-occupied person would because they don't they don't pay for all that stuff. It's They don't have as much invested in it. So you have to be prepared for things to break. Also, if my heater breaks, I can adjust for me and my family. If there's a tenant in here, the heater, he needs to be repaired or replaced immediately. It's not like I can hold off and just put band-aids on it, you know, while I'm waiting. So that money has to be there in liquid form, in cash, so that, you know, it can be dealt with. So, you know, I can see it from a lot of different points of view. Uh, as far as the bamboo goes, eh, I mean, it may and may not do what you think it's going to do. Bamboo is usually a pretty good sprouting, it's a grass basically. But there are also different varieties. There are invasive varieties that run. They send out runners and spread really fast that way. And then there's clumping varieties. Even the clumping varieties spread over time, but not quite the same. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Honestly, I think the best thing to do is to try to find a different person to rent from if you feel that way about them, you know. That's just my feeling on it. I purposely farted in front of a guy at the gym because he wouldn't take no for an answer. So, a few things. I go to the gym to work out and decompress. 
I don't see it as a place to be social. I wear large over-the-air headphones. I was at the gym and just finished one of my sets for deadlifts when a guy walks over. This is something I'm used to, despite how much I dislike it, but he starts talking to me and I'm able to pick up that he's flirting. I'm polite and waiting for the proper moment to end the conversation. When he asks for my number, I decline. He keeps talking and going into the usual shtick of why not and come on. At that point, I'm very uncomfortable and also annoyed because my workout timer's already gone off and it's past time for me to start my next set. I put on my big girl pants and tell him he's making me uncomfortable and I just want to finish my workout. Does he leave? No. He keeps talking now, going on about how he didn't mean it like that, and he's not a bad guy. No actual apology to be found. Now, during this entire interaction, I've had to fart. I was being polite and holding it in until he left, but seeing as he's not, I think, well, I got a way to get him to leave. As he's still talking, I let it go. It's silent, but rather smelly. It only takes about two seconds for him to catch a whiff. He stops talking, and the face he makes is too much, and I have to bite my lip to stop laughing. That's when he gave me the look of, are you serious? And then finally leaves. And I'm left alone to finish my workout. I can understand people talking at the gym. It's been going on for years. As long as there have been co-ed gyms, it's going to happen. People flirt, people whatever. You know, sometimes they hook up, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's just friendly conversation. But you also have to be more blunt from the start. Now, you did eventually come around and tell the guy straight up, hey, listen, I just want to get to my workout. I don't, I don't need any of this. And then he kept going. Okay, now he's not getting the hint and the obvious stuff. It's not just a hint. And being kind of creepy. Also, as soon as anybody says, oh, I'm a really nice guy. Well, I mean, I consider myself a nice guy, but I'm not going to go around saying it. You know, most of the time when you, if you have to announce that you're a nice guy, not so much. Like, I try to be a nice guy, but I can also be a dick. Sometimes it's warranted, sometimes it's not. We're all human and we all have our flaws. But I do think it's funny that uh, all it took was one fart for this guy to run for the hills. I mean, humans are humans. We all, we all crap, we all fart, we all, you know, shows the dude's true intentions right there. I got paired in a group project with my bully, so I made her fail. This happened in high school around 12 years ago. It was a girl, we'll call her Alex, that used to bully me nonstop. Alex and I actually used to be friends in elementary school. But out of the blue, she decided she was too cool for me, so she felt the need to bully me. She used to whip coins at me on the bus so I'd get little welts. She'd have her male friends call me and ask me out as a joke. And she'd point and laugh at me in the hallway, which I thought only happened in movies because honestly, that one is pathetic. She made my life absolutely miserable. High school comes around and guess who has to sit next to her in Spanish class? Me. And guess who sat behind us? Her two best friends. I felt so small and invisible. She would even have her friends pick on me, like throwing spitballs or ripping the pins out of my hair and throwing them across the room so I had crazy hair. I got so fed up, but was too shy to speak up. The teacher had us do a group project and she picked teams of four, so you worked with whoever sat near you. And of course, I had to work with her and her two best friends. I tried asking them for help and they would stare at me and continue their conversations with each other, so I had to do the entire project by myself. I remember looking over at my teacher and I can see the empathy in her eyes, but she didn't say anything. It wasn't a major project, but we had to come up with some script in Spanish, and all of us had to speak in front of the whole class. Since I wrote the whole thing, I basically made her lines make no sense, and I didn't follow any of the rules for her. We had to use certain words and tenses, and I didn't include any of that. In the middle of her speaking, I think she realized what I had done, but she was too deep to stop. The teacher raised her voice at Alex, and I don't remember exactly what was said, but her tone definitely implied that Alex was an idiot and that she can expect a terrible grade. 
The best part was the public humiliation in front of the whole class, and there were definitely some snickers across the room. This part is just an added bonus, but I haven't thought of Alex in so long until now. I decided to look her up on social media, and she posts this lavish life on the beach all the time with her expensive Jeep and Louis Vuitton bags. Then I googled her name and there's public records of her getting sued multiple times because she can't pay her bills, credit card companies, apartment complexes, etc. So it gives me a chuckle knowing her whole life is just for show and she can't actually afford her rent. No hate to anyone that's struggling financially, but when you're buying designer items, maybe worry about paying your bills first. This is true. We all go through struggles in life, but we also all make choices as big people. I would say adult, but there's a lot of grown people who aren't really adults yet. Actually, in some cases, I kind of fall into that category because I never want to grow up. I turned their wash towels into flags. Every time this particular neighbor of mine goes into laundry day, she always hangs her wash towels and blankets on our gate and fence. And it was annoying AF because whenever I take out my car, those damn towels are blocking my way. I tried to ask her not to do that, but instead she just smiles and says a shallow, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. But she does it again. I'm a patient person and waiting for the right moment to teach her a lesson. Then this moment comes when it's her laundry day, and as usual, she hangs her towels on our fence. And she goes out for her groceries, and I already prepared a massive aggressive plan. I brought some poles and tied her towels to it, looked like a flag, and planted it on their rooftop since we lived in row houses and I can access their roof. It looks like a meeting of the United Nations with those towels of different colors. Soon she returns and saw my masterpiece and she immediately confronts me and starts shouting hysterically, asking why I did that. I just smiled and shrugged my shoulder and say, well at least I didn't put it in the trash. She leaves quickly and climbed onto the rooftop to put down those towels with an angry look. To this day, no more towels get hung on my fence again. Well, I will say, that <laughs> that's creative. Uh, at least you didn't destroy the towels or throw them away because I, I don't know where you live. I'm assuming in a different country, maybe, judging by the grammar and the, you know, the way things are structured. But in the U.S., if you do that, you can, even though she's being inconsiderate and everything, you can still be sued or be charged or whatever for destruction of somebody else's property if you throw it away or tear it up or whatever. Uh, if you just tied it to a pole and stuck it on the roof, then, you know, fine. It's petty. All you did was move her stuff. You didn't actually destroy it, so everything should be good. But, you know, I could see using a fence for drying stuff. We, we've done it around here, and it makes a lot of sense. But when you're blocking somebody's path or making it hard for them to open and close the gate for them to access their property or their car or whatever, it's just, it's just rude and inconsiderate. At least ask, and if the person says yes, then follow their guidelines. Otherwise, you know, figure out a way to hang your clothes on your stuff. And oh, by the way, shameless plug, if you want to see really unreasonable people who just think rules don't apply to them, head on over to Storytime with Uncle Red at MC. Uh, what it, that's what it used to be. Now it's called Law and Foolishness with Uncle John. And we do body cam videos, you know, police interactions, DUI arrests, and things like that. And uh, you want to see some entitled people who just take zero personal responsibility that's the place to see it. Mm. Pizza delivery revenge. Had a customer, scrawny white dude in his 50s, back in the day that was especially awful. Even though we were early or on time, he would aggressively grab the pizza out of our hands, say something insulting, then slam the door in our face. Every driver, every time, no matter what. Made a girl cry once from degrading her and being so intense. So one day I take his food and he says, get a real job as he slams the door in my face. On my way back to my car, I see his friendly neighbor. Black, very athletic build, 30s, two kids. He smiles and nods to me while talking to the neighbor on the other side. So I noted the address of the neighbor's house being only one digit off from D-Hids. So I went online that night and signed up for some newsletters and information using the customer's name and neighbor's address. You know, some white nationalist newsletters. 
I figured there were only two outcomes. Clearly the D-head isn't outgoing, while the neighbor obviously talks to the people on the other side of him. So either he mentioned it to neighbors, but not the D, or he called the D out by dropping off his mail, which the D obviously denied being his, because that's what anybody would do. I gotta confess, I've signed people up for things before. It depends on how bad they are to me, but yeah, this guy sounds like he really deserved it. I'm not sure I would have been quite that creative about it, but hey. It's funny, in magazines, and I don't know if they still do this, but in magazines of any type, you used to get this uh, little, basically, you know, 3 by 5 or whatever card that would fall out of one of the pages where you could sign up for a free trial of some other magazine or something else or, you know, get five magazines for the price of one kind of deals and things like that. And it didn't cost anything to ship these things in. So basically, if there was somebody that was really getting under my skin, I would basically sign them up for whatever magazines were available from that publisher and you know, just have a bunch of junk sent to their house. That was before you used to have to put in your credit card information before signing up for the freebie deal. Because now if you don't think about it, they'll just sign you up for an auto renew and charge you for it. But back then it wasn't a thing. So actually one time we had a horrible neighbor who they were just miserable people. It wasn't really anything. There was nothing overt, but you know, you can just you can just sense there's people who just dislike everybody, especially you for some reason. You know, they, they have something. It's almost like you pissed in her Cheerios and they watched you do it and then they ate it anyway. Ugh. But anyway, we back in the day, there was Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. And there was always this thing where you could sign up for, you know, 100 CDs for a penny, you know, that kind of stuff. And there was a few times, more than once, that I signed them up for the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes and the CD for a penny deal. Somehow they did get bills in the mail later for something because they got well over the stated number of CDs and they just kept keeping them. They weren't even sending them back. They, I don't think they were even telling these people, hey, listen, we didn't order any of this stuff. Uh, so none of it went back and eventually they started getting billed and went to collections. So that part's on them. I mean, if they were smart, they would have just written a letter or called the 800 number or something and said, listen, we didn't sign up for any of this. I don't know what's going on, but we don't want any of it. And that would have just stopped it right there. But yeesh, some people just aren't bright, I guess. I put dog hair in my roommate's cheeseburger. Ugh. So this takes place 10 plus years ago when I was 20 and had moved out of my parents' house and in with my first roommate. Both of us males around the same age. We had a mutual house dog that we had rescued as a puppy, which I had bonded with quite a bit. This dog resembled a small German shepherd with super long, soft fur beautiful dog. One evening I got home from work and the roommate said, hey, dog has fleas. What should we do? Oh, no big deal. I can get some shampoo tomorrow and give her a bath. I grabbed some flea treatment and a vacuum, maybe wash some blankets. Been there before, not the worst problem. Go to bed and then work the next day as usual. Keep in mind roommates on disability and works minimal hours. I get home from work to be greeted by our dog who is completely bald other than her paws. Oh my God. A ball on the tip of her tail and her face. WTF. Roommate is in the kitchen cooking up cheap frozen hamburger patties, stinking up the joint. So I ask roommate, what the F, dude? He responds, I got rid of the fleas. Oh my god. I then proceeded to ask him what he used and he told me with the clippers I found in the bathroom. You mean my clippers that I use on my head? My human head without fleas? At this point, I'm furious and take my clippers outside to throw them away. As I go to the trash, I can see giant poofs of dog hair floating around my backyard. Then it hits me. I'm going to be petty. Out of anger and embarrassment for my dog, I grabbed a handful of dog hair and went inside. You see, this ding-dong would cook up an entire bag of frozen burgers, bun them, and stack them on a plate, then cover them in foil and eat that for every meal for a week. I opened up three or four burgers and added a healthy serving of dog hair. 
I never saw him eat or not eat them, but I would imagine at least a few bites were taken. A couple of things going on here. First of all, never mess with anybody's food. I know, I know you felt bad for the dog and he was a moron, but he didn't injure the dog. So there's that. Second of all, clippers can be cleaned. I have clippers that I've used on our dogs for tufts and things like I, we don't we don't really clip our dogs down. But, but if they get these mats in their fur and stuff like that in different times of the year, especially if it snows, the husky gets really bad mats. You take the clippers and you just real easy, you know, you tease it out a little bit and then just kind of zip that spot and gone. It's easier than scissors. And, you know, if the dog flails, they don't get injured. And then guess what? You disinfect the clipper head. It takes like two seconds. It's not it's nothing difficult, really. People are a little too oversensitive with that stuff. I would have raked up all the dog hair tumbleweeds and maybe put them in his room or something, you know, maybe put them under his bed so that eventually they kind of just drift out from under the bed. And, you know, you get up in the middle of the night if he wears socks to bed or whatever, and they get all stuck and tracked around in his socks, something like that. But in his food, eh, I think that's going just a little too far. But you did get your revenge, I'm sure. Petty Revenge is a gas station manager. I was a gas station manager for seven years. The first place I was managing was a small place. There was a small apartment building behind us that had five apartments. Many, many days I would come in and have to clean up trash from around the dumpster where they would throw their trash but not put it in the dumpster. Never could figure out where it came from but did complain to the property manager about it. Nothing changed. One morning I come in and it was disgusting. They threw the bag and untied it and it was hanging off the side, all the trash on the ground. I was pissed. I grabbed the broom, gloves, and dustpan and trash bag, etc., and went out to clean it up. The first thing I saw was a piece of mail. This is when the light bulb went off for me. Cue petty revenge. I grabbed a marker and wrote on the mail to stop using our dumpster and making a mess. I collected all the trash, then went to their porch and proceeded to dump it on their porch. I then set their mail on top of the pile. I absolutely gave no Fs that day. They said nothing about it when they came in later that day. Still makes me laugh. Now this I can get behind. I've never had anybody, oh, that's not true. We used to live on the corner, you know, where two streets came together. And corner properties are a popular place for drunks in the middle of the night to drop off their, you know, their fast food trash and empty bottles so they don't get caught with open container in their car, even though the DUI would be plenty, but whatever. Uh, never could figure out who that came from. But we used to have a neighbor who would constantly walk their dog from their house to ours, and it was almost two blocks away. I kind of knew the neighbor just from a friend of a friend of a neighbor of a friend, you know, that kind of deal. And so I knew where they lived, and they would bring their dog all the way down our street so that they could crap in my yard and my neighbor's yard. I'm not sure why. Now, there's ordinances in a lot of towns, and our town was one of them. You have to have your dog leashed, and you have to pick up after them. That's been a rule for years, even when I was a teenager. On more than one occasion, my mom would go outside while the dog was taking a crap and saying, please make sure you pick up after your dog. We don't own dogs. We don't want to have to pick up dog crap. If we did, we'd have a dog. I confronted the man on several occasions myself and would say, please, we're asking you nicely and you never pick up your dog's crap. Please take care of this. And he'd just kind of sneer, maybe mumble something cocky under his breath. And we'd let it go and let it go and let it go. One day I yelled at him and he yelled something back and I said, all right, I got you. Don't pick it up. Just leave it right there. I let the dog crap sit there because I knew at least two other times in the next 24 hours he was going to bring his dog down that street to crap in our yard. I let the three or four piles build up. I went out, I picked them up myself, walked all the way down to his house, and started scattering them on his front porch. Now I didn't smash them in, I didn't put them in a paper bag and set it on fire like people used to do. Can you imagine that? 
coming out to stomp out the fire and you're squishing in dog crap. Anyway, but I did scatter them all over his porch. And would you believe that within 10 minutes of him discovering that late that night, when he was getting ready to walk his dog down to our property again, he came storming down and knocked on our door until one of us woke up and came and opened the door, threatening us with a lawsuit because he had dog crap on his porch and he knows that we did it. Now, this was before people had ring door cameras, porch cameras, whatever, Wi-Fi cameras. So, A, he couldn't prove it. B, how dare you threaten me when your dog's been crapping in my yard intentionally? You're bringing your dog there to do that and you never clean it up. So... Every time I found a pile of dog crap, whether it was his or not, I couldn't prove it after that because I stopped watching for the guy. Every time I found a pile of dog crap, yep, it went right to his front porch. Probably took about a month for him to just stop coming down our street altogether, dog or not. It was a little bit of legwork on my part, but it was worth it. Coworker who is horrible to everyone doesn't get her seat. Possible throwaway lurker to the forum and love it. Now I have my own story. I have this coworker that's been working for my unit for years. Let's call her BP. We work with psychiatric patients, and to be quite honest, she's not empathic or therapeutic towards patients or coworkers. BP is mean to everyone, talks crap about everyone, is entitled, and has others quit because of her attitude. And she's just mean. We have seats on the unit we like to sit in. They aren't assigned, so if someone's sitting in that seat, the person will just go on to the next one and do their work. Not her. BP will wait until you move from that seat or will bully you to give it up or be like, it's my seat. I have my own mental health problems and some of my family too. Since I work somewhere that can get people into units when they need help, for my family, I brought them in because I trust my coworkers in the psychiatric unit we have. I learned that BP was talking crap about my family and that's honestly miserable because why kick someone if they're down and if their family was in that situation, you would want to be compassionate. BP usually works a different shift, so I usually leave when she comes in but not today. Today I'm doing overtime. So I sat my pretty butt in the chair and typed up my work. I'm a fast typer, but I deliberately typed slow and went over my work three to four times to make sure everything was correct. She asked me to move and I said, let me finish my work. BP goes on to say she's been here longer and I know that's her seat. I reiterated what I said and went to pee. She proceeded to stay, sitting in the other chair and pouting and refusing to start anything or any of her work because of it. After an hour and a half, I slowly moved over and told my other coworker he can tell her she can move back since she was complaining to him earlier. God forgive me, but it was nice to be that petty for once, especially as someone who isn't assertive or like confrontation. Just a gentle reminder to be nice to others. Edit. So I finally woke up and got to read the comments. I've reported it to management, and there's a paper trail as well, and the licensing board I believe is aware. The place is in such disarray. I'm hoping to move on to something better to not deal with this mess. I just feel like the people in those higher positions are just blatantly disregarding everything. As well as it might be a mild inconvenience and not really petty, but to her, she makes mountains out of molehills. If I get any more info, I'll keep you updated, but for now, this is where I'm at. Thank you for the advice. When I used to work in the Board of Ed, certain schools, you know, you had places where you could sort of call your own, you know. It wasn't yours, it was the school's property, but, you know, if you had a corner that was for you to sit and plan at. Now, I wasn't a teacher, so I didn't really have planning per se but there was still work i needed to do and there was things that needed to happen forms that needed to be filled out etc so it was nice to have a place to call home and to be able to put your lunch bag in your coat and things like that but some schools don't have that you basically all share and if you if you time it right most of the time your breaks don't overlap so if there's two of you in there there's only really two chairs or maybe three needed at a time and one big table or a couple smaller tables there was nothing assigned 
You share the space, almost like a teacher's lounge. Nobody has assigned seats. And to be quite honest, if things were all messed up or too crowded and everybody's break happened to hit at the same time on that day, you dealt with it, like adults. Okay, there's not enough seats, so I'm going to go either steal a chair from someplace else and sit at the table, or I'll go somewhere else and sit. Maybe in the library, I'll go find a place back in the corner and do my work. It's not a big deal. I just can't stand when people want to be possessive over things that are not theirs or under their control. And it happens all the time. People are nuts. YouTube thinks you're going to like this video right here. Would you do me a favor and help out the channel by giving it a click? Thanks. We'll see you on the next one.